Hi, this is Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. L.A. Beverly Hills con man is out of jail on the prowl and he is back to scamming old ladies, disabled people, out of millions of dollars. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or we will arrange for a private preview upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This guarantee will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you could sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. His name is Drew Donovan, a.k.a. Andrew Christian Donovan, a.k.a. Christian Andrews, a.k.a. can't even remember what his other name is, uh, but you can find it on the L.A. Loft blog, www.laloftblog.com. His birth name was like uh, Jimmy Ray Jones or Jimmy Lee James or something like that. Uh, so... I've just found out he's out of jail, as if you've been reading the L.A. Loft blog for a few years, you would know that I've written about four or five blog posts about him. Uh, the reason is because I got, um, unfortunately, uh, duped by him, but not duped like his real victims. Uh, he was just able to use me to... Um, help uh, defraud another guy because what he does is he'll go into banks he'll use banks, he'll use real estate and he'll use real estate brokers to make it look like he's doing something legitimate and so uh, um, so he pretended like he was, you know, old friends with this guy that he was actually ripping off. Uh, so he was ripping off this, uh, victim for like $15,000. I only spent, uh, in the hundreds, not in the, um, not in the several thousands to, um, try to, just to try to get a real estate deal going because the, uh, Jimmy Lee Jones, whatever his name is, Jimmy James, um, was providing fake paperwork. So he was providing fake, they were trying to do a fake transaction for real estate. They provided fake um, documents, uh, earnest money deposit, fake proof of funds, uh, fake checks. Um, phony payments, phony phony phone payments, uh, all kinds of phony stuff. And it turned out he's one of the world's uh, 
most talent, or at least one of LA's most talented, you know, scammers, con artists, confidence men, uh, very skilled. So he's able to dupe um, mostly pretty sophisticated people, real estate brokers, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, artists, successful artists, um, teachers. All kinds of, you know, well-educated, smart people that he's been able to dupe. Um, so, because he runs a, as a criminal enterprise, he he's running it as a, you know, it's it's a very illegal operation, and so. That's what's been happening with this guy, Drew Donovan. And you can read about what he's done recently. Read that in the L.A. Loft blog. Uh, so that's kind of his story. The other story is... Um, oh, so they're now they're, they're going to spend like... Uh, something between $200 million and $900 million to put um, homeless people into uh, luxury hotels... So uh, they're now um, putting homeless people in the luxury hotels, <laughs> which is um, just more craziness that's been adding on. People now have basically, uh, I can blame it on the Fed, that people have lost all touch with um, money and reality. Uh, people have lost all touch with the value of money. So I've mentioned this several times that people really don't know where money comes from and they don't know what makes that money valuable. So that's the problem. People th literally think that uh, the government owns all this money, prints the money, and then it uh, and then it's basically creates money. And so while the government does print dollar bills and it does create these electronic debt transactions that it, then it calls it money uh, but in reality it's the value that the money represents that makes the money valuable which is you know hard work determination product services uh, efficiency and uh, education and all the other things that make that create value um, land real estate and uh, all kind you know all the stuff that that creates value that's where money gets its value the same place that uh, you know all the other stuff gets its value and so What else is on the uh, in the news for today? Oh, the doctors, Dr. Erickson and the other doctor, a researcher. Dr. Erickson is an emergency uh, or urgent care physician, and then uh, and then an epidemiology researcher got together. They've they've made it abundantly clear that the they would say that COVID nineteen is a, is a flu. Other, even other people that say it's not the flu 
yet they will even they will still call it a flu-like illness and then when you they remind us to look at the 2018 flu numbers and it was roughly the same as uh 2020 uh, COVID numbers, uh, you know, give or take a, a little bit, but um, but the COVID-19 number, I'm not, we don't know about the 2018 flu numbers, but we know for sure because Trump's doctors have said so, which is that um, they things that could be labeled as heart attack, diabetes, old age, meningitis that killed people. If they suspect they also had COVID-19, they just marked it as a COVID-19 death. So a lot of people just want to ignore that. Uh, People want to panic, so that's what it boils down to. And if a large number of people want to panic, they're gonna panic and the politicians have no choice but to let them panic or even help them, even, uh, you know, foster, even give them more to panic. Because politicians have to, if the public is, is hysterical, then uh, if the public is hysterical, then um, the uh, politicians are going to gain politically by not by telling the public to 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 act differently politicians and businesses and anyone else who does marketing they rely on uh they rely on doing what they need to do okay Let's see what else is going on that's pretty much it so i think we can just cover walking up the hill in elysian park with uh, the dog, Zizix, the Wuppy, this way, Wuppy Puppy. Um, let's see, what else? That's pretty much it. Um, let's talk about some more inside stuff for those of you who are interested in what I do for a living and the actual work that I do. So. What I've been doing every day now, almost seven days a week, is um, writing the blog post. And writing the blog post, uh, I usually try to make the blog post about real estate or things connected to real estate. So the economy is something that's definitely related to real estate. And... uh, because the real estate market depends on the economy to a great extent, and the, they both depend on each other. Real estate and the economy are both codependent. Some people are racing motorcycles or dune buggies or something, and the, uh, some guy almost got hit by a bus because he was walking in the street, just walked in front of a bus. Bus slowed down and honked at him. A bunch of people are looking over the bridge railing, and I think they're uh, maybe looking at those people that were riding their very loud motorcycles in the LA River just now. Let's see, I see a black car. 
black cars that are in the river are usually movie camera cars. Uh, so that one could be a movie camera car that I can see right now in the LA River. That's probably what, what they're watching is, and that's what the, the loud motors were, is probably shooting a movie scene. I see, see a fair number of movie scenes shot in the LA River. Uh, oh, so our daily activities. So we write blog posts, so today we wrote that blog post about the uh, con artist Drew Donovan and uh, the city of Los Angeles wants to pay a billion dollars to put homeless people in the Ritz-Carlton super luxury hotel and um, you couldn't make this stuff up. <laughs> you couldn't make this stuff up, folks. Um, let's see. If it was fiction, people wouldn't believe it because it's too crazy. And then what else? Um, so that's where it brings us back to COVID, uh, is that they say that um, you need to put homeless people in indoors to get them uh, inside away from the COVID. Well, the doctors that I mentioned, most doctors will t tell you that flu and other airborne illnesses like COVID-19 are spread by um, in, in indoors. The more people you get indoors together, the more it spreads. That's the main reason why these things spread more in the winter when people are more indoors uh, together. So that is one of the craziest things. Uh, they're spending $3 billion a year to make the homeless problem worse, worse and worse and worse. Uh, they think that having tent cities is great. And then they think, well, maybe it's not good enough, so we need to put, just take half of them, the lucky half, and just stick them in a luxury hotel. And that'll make up for everything. Give them some luxury. Uh, people have no idea what causes homelessness, what causes motivation, what makes people rich or poor. So maybe we should cover that. I, I know my listeners pretty much already know that, but... The more we tell the world, the better everything's going to be. Um, uh, yeah, sure, there's unfairness there. Uh, but anyone who thinks that life is fair, no one's going to say that life is, is fair for anybody. Uh, rich people are um, have depression problems. They overdose, kill themselves. They feel that their life is meaningless, especially if they are like kids of a rich person who did not earn, you know, who did not create their their own situation. Not all of them are unhappy, but some are. Homeless people, some homeless people are quite happy. So, is motivation, is it? You get, where do you get your motivation from? two main places, who you hang out with and who you hang out with that gave you your genes. So your parents are your number one source of motivation. 
followed by your friends, co-workers, bosses, teachers, other people who you spend time with, followed by people who you see on TV and movies and film documentaries, YouTube, and online video, online articles would come after that. So that's where your motivation comes from. When you see what other people are doing, you're more inclined to do that. That's why it's not what you know, it's who you know. And when it comes to being very successful or being a loser or even being a criminal, it's very often who you're hanging out with. You're hanging out with the right crowd or the wrong crowd. When a kid's hanging out from, with the wrong crowd and then as an adult they're hanging out with the wrong crowd, you already know there's an 80, 90% chance they're gonna be a criminal or some other sort of uh, loser. Uh, or you can call them uh, success if their goal was to uh, go to jail. You might call them a, a successful. That was their goal, they did it, was to be a criminal and go to jail. So um, you could call that successful since they achieved their goals. So your goals that you have are very, um, very much, extremely influenced by who you hang out with. I've hung out with mostly middle class people, fairly, most of them fairly boring. So it's a, for me, it's a challenge to get from middle class to, to become a full-time philanthropist. Right now, I do philanthropy when I do real estate. I give money to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. It's a challenge to raise $25,000. we have already raised thousands of dollars for Children's Hospital. Uh, but the reason I was able to do that is by hanging out with successful people, homeowners, home buyers, people that are buying million dollar properties, buying and selling million dollar properties. That's, if I wasn't hanging out with them, I wouldn't be able to give thousands of dollars to Children's Hospital. And if I was hanging out with people that were doing $10 million transactions, Chances are I'd be uh, raising 250000 for Children's Hospital. If I was hanging out with people doing $100 million transactions, which there's pretty few of those, then I'd be giving uh, probably $2.5 million would be my goal for Children's Hospital. I probably would have already given them about, uh, you know, $300,000 or more. Probably almost half a million dollars I would have given them. So who you're hanging out with is very much involved in your motivation. So that's where wealth and poverty come from. If you're in the middle of um, what's a poor country, uh, let's just say, um, I don't know who is the poorest country right now, but let's say um, Ghana. You're in the middle of Ghana, sort of in a desert area that's, there's probably not any war going on, civil war, but if say there was civil war going on, so 
no one's able to conduct any business or grow any food, so everyone's starving to death. You know, how do you get out of that? Well, you can get out of it, but that's awfully hard because you're not going to know you can get out of it, even if you uh, you can, because you can achieve anything. But if you don't, are not hanging out with the people that are letting you know that you can achieve everything, then you don't know you can achieve everything. And the only way, the only way you can achieve everything is if you know. Some people might inherently know that genetically. Some people might have been taught by their parents, the people they're hanging out with. But if you're in Ghana in a civil war and your parents are, uh, you know, your parents don't have any education and so forth, then you run out of, uh, then you got problems. You, you don't have the money or the, uh, or the motivation or the connections and you're not hanging out with the right people so that's really the most important facets of financial success and any kind of success social spiritual everything so um see what else and how is that related to real estate we got to update everybody on real estate if you read the LA Loft blog you know I'm the only real estate professional that I know who is really releasing the real information about real estate and the economy the real estate market of Los Angeles now, I release most of the information about downtown Los Angeles because that's what I specialize in. That's where I have the most information is for downtown Los Angeles. And so, that, uh, but all of Los Angeles and all of California and all of the United States and the global economy, it's all... It's all in the same boat for the most part. Although LA, in, well, LA is a little bit worse because of the homeless tent city problem. The um, city has basically decided, like San Francisco, to let it become a shithole city uh, to not keep it clean or uh, not to keep it lawful people are confusing the way to treat homeless people and they are mistreating homeless people by uh, not giving them the law enforcement that they deserve and and need and so the homeless are basically treated like um, some kind of alien animals Uh, and you're just like okay they they're not able to follow the law, so they're not going to follow the law. And since they're not following the law, we're not going to enforce the law. And we're not going to um, give them the benefits of law enforcement. We're not going to uh, really treat them like uh, adults. We're going to treat them like 
kind of animals that can live in tents on the sidewalk. That's what we're going to do for them. We're going to be... Uh, so they think they're treating them well by letting them live like animals in, t- in tiny tents on the sidewalk. And that's not, uh, that's not the way that homeless people want to be treated. Uh, everybody wants to be actually loved and given some uh, discipline and respect and to be treated like other humans. They, if, they, if they are the ones that are able to kick their addictions or have their mental illnesses treated or get some job training to overcome their you know, felony convictions uh, and other things, then, then that's the kind of help they should be getting. And they also, and if they're not willing or able to do those things, then they need to be in a place where they're getting mental treatment, uh, care, uh, a real building over their head with like air conditioning or a fan or running water, sanitation, um, other adults that are paying attention to them every day. Um, that's the things that they need to get that they're not getting. So these people who are misled and unethical, I would say, because uh, it's pretty obvious if you want people to live in tents that, that, that that's unethical uh, for humans. And if you want the city to be dirty and the sidewalks to not be accessible by women and children to go shopping, um, it's pretty obvious that you're on the wrong track if, if you know, that stuff is your goal. And if it's not your goal, then you need to come up with a solution. Uh, and the solution is to treat them like humans, adults. And if they're mentally ill and they cannot do the things that adults normally do, then they need to be in a place where they can get help doing those things. So, I've worked in a board and care home for mentally ill people, so I at least have a general background of the reality of mentally ill people and people with addictions. And, uh... The fact is, if you take the $3 billion that's being wasted and uh, letting people live in tents with, with none of the things that, adult, that humans should, should be given, um, we know that, that that doesn't work. You take that same $3 billion and you give them a choice, their own choice, of either complying with the law or going into where they're going to get help that they need uh, as as adults um, or get the help they need as humans and some of them are going to begin following the law and then the others, probably more than half, will go where they can get the help and supervision uh, that they they need. 
I'm all for giving them the freedom to, if they want to be a full-time crack addict, alcoholic, um, heroin addict, uh, then I'm all for allowing them to continue to do that. They just need to do it in a way that's not um, blocking the sidewalks of Los Angeles, that's not creating pop-up junkyards in Los Angeles, because that all takes away the value of the city. And the value of the city is that not only is it necessary for women and children to be able to walk on the sidewalk safely and shop, but uh, we need the full value of the city as an internationally respected business center and vacation and tourist destination. We need the the money that that creates, the value, uh, in order to have enough money to pay uh, three, four, five, six billion dollars to help the homeless people. So we know for a fact that as the tent cities have grown in, in downtown Los Angeles, the value of downtown Los Angeles real estate has dropped and the tax base has dropped and the amount of money available to help the homeless people has dropped. So everything has to be done in a way that's non-corrupt and uh, I think everybody who uses their brain knows that having tent cities on the sidewalks with um, no care for those people, no care for those individuals is not the right way to do it. I think people know that those, most people agree that the the right way to handle them is to give them the freedom to take care of themselves. And if they're unable to do that, then they need to go into a facility where they can get uh, additional help. And it's the same thing with the motorhome cities. People have every right to live in a derelict motorhome. They just need to do it in a place that is appropriate for that derelict motorhome, not to take all the parking on a street by parking a uh, vehicle uh, illegally. Um, They need to be in in a place where they are uh, legal uh, or were they not, you know, uh, putting uh, junk to block all the sidewalks and um, so forth and in general uh, making the neighborhood less uh, livable and less functional. But mainly uh, you've got to have basic laws like the, when I pay a ticket, when I'm a little, a little bit late, putting my sticker on my car. Um, and so these people, when they are parked for more than three days in a spot, that's, there's a law against that on a public street. You can only park your car in the same spot generally for three days, um, more or less. So they need to get a, a ticket. Um, and if they're in a motorhome and then they don't pay their ticket, 
their vehicle gets towed away, and if they're in their vehicle when it needs to be towed away, then they have to come out of their vehicle and be arrested, although most of them are not going to go that far. They're going to move their, their motorhome to a place where it's legal. It's legal on private property, on most private property. Uh, not on all private property. So, and I think all those people need, what they're also not getting is they need to get uh, attention that's helpful. Attention is, where are you going? This way. So we are uh, walking the dog, walking the dog back home. Uh, let's see here. That's pretty much it. So we're talking about all of our work that we're doing today. Basically, we are now trying to get up to a hundred pieces of content per day. So we got the LA Loft blog article that takes anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour and a half or more to write every day. And then we're now doing this audio podcast uh, almost every day. And then we are sending them to all the social media. So all these pieces are going to Facebook. So we got the blog post, the written blog post going to Facebook and YouTube um, and to um, LinkedIn and uh, all those places. And then we have the uh, audio podcast going to all those places. And then we go home and we make a video version. So we've got three versions of the uh, daily topic, which is mainly that um, psycho uh, con artist fraudster, Drew Donovan. Um, so when I get back, I will be doing make creating the video by reading the blog post and commenting on it and showing the basically video of the I, I would like to put myself on the video um, however I'll probably do that later when I have people helping me to do a full professional setup with good lighting and sound and uh, when I am dressed professionally these days, I'm just um, mostly lounging around in my shorts. Um, don't even comb my hair until like 7 p.m. I comb my hair <laughs> when I go out to walk my dog because I'm in alone in my loft all day long. So that is the real Cory Chambers at the moment. Um, that's kind of temporary because I have usually put on professional-looking clothes every day and gone and shown properties every day. Uh, but now the um, real estate market is at a standstill. It's, clo it's uh, close to zero as far as what's going on with the real estate market. We're, right now we're closing a fairly large transaction. But um, come up, you puppy. Uh, and then in the future, also, I'll be recruiting and training and recruiting and training and recruiting and training more real estate agents and uh, helping them, giving them leads 
and helping them training training and helping them to make the most money and to help people the best to buy and sell properties namely by guaranteeing uh, home sales that other agents uh, don't know how to do uh, and because a guaranteed home sales helps so when people are like especially if they're selling a home and then moving up to a different home a bigger better or just in a different area uh, when we can guarantee the sale of their present home uh, it helps them so they don't have to worry um, when they're buying their new home that they don't have to worry about their timing of like buying uh, accidentally buying two homes because their first home doesn't fails to sell or ending up with no home at all because um, they sell their first home and then they the transaction fails for when they buy a home and then they have no home so that's a, uh, why we have the guaranteed sale program Looks like my dog stepped on some thorns. Hold on a second while I get thorns out of my dog's paws. You got thorns in your paw? You're stepping on thorns? Let's put you in a non-thorny area of the grass. I'm gonna walk over to this grassy part I'm carrying the whoopy puppy to the grass so we can get the thorns out of his paws. Some dogs might just walk it off, but not him. He needs the thorns taken out of his paws. Here. Okay. All right, no more thorns. Uh, so what are we doing? We're finishing talking about our daily activities of the work that we do behind the scenes on the Corey Chambers team. So, Corey, like a lot of teams these days, uh, people are spread out. They're at, they're working out of home, and we're talking over the phone and over the internet and on Zoom and on all these things, FaceTime. No, you don't get that month-old leg of a lamb that's on the grass. <laughs> uh, uh, so what else? Um, oh, then we post all that video stuff all over the social media. And to look at all the social media that we post on, you can see all of them. At, if you Google search contact Corey Chambers, then you'll actually see a list of about... 20 different media. Some of the ones in, in near the middle we don't post on because they, they uh, some of them have issues where they're not uh, making it easy to post or they're not able to post or they're having technical difficulties or they're, or they're near death. We've seen some, you know, sometimes websites just don't make it and they just, some of them actually slow uh, die a slow death like... Um, not blog or not blog spot, uh, blog.com. <laughs> when we started off with the LA Loft blog, we started it on, on blog.com because uh, it was free and it worked very well. And then blog.com started getting slower and slower and slower 
and slower and slower and it was dead <laughs> their servers were obviously getting more and more full of crap and they were not able to buy more servers and then I think they sold to a Chinese company or maybe it was already in Chinese company and they they kept going I think they, they upgraded in China and then they basically uh, uh, did not have any announcement that they were no longer working. And I, I checked it to make sure it wasn't me or my imagination because I checked it from two or three different devices, two or three different operating systems. So if it's doing the same thing on many different devices with many different operating systems, then you know it's, it's them <laughs> and not you. Um, so that was blog.com. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone says, oh, I use blog.com and it works fine. Well, guess what? The internet and servers are, you know, doesn't always work for different people or different, there's different people, different times, different websites. It could have been, it could, they could have an algorithm that says that my website was taking up too much resources. I was doing too many blog posts. I was doing a blog post about almost every day. Too much content, uploading too much photos. And so they could have an algorithm that says that my blog was too, using too much resources. So they could say, well, then just don't give this blog the, the resources. It's a free blog. And then not, you know, and then not tell me. Because that's kind of a little bit similar to what WordPress did to me. WordPress uh, uh, complained that I was, what did they say? Actually, they, of course, they're usually not clear when they say, when there's something about you they don't like, they're usually not going to tell you. Uh, almost no website will tell you specifically. Like when Facebook is censoring like crazy right now. If you put anything that disagrees with them or if you disagree with the World Health Organization then they say that you are uh, violating community standards. Um, if you disagree with um, CBS they say you're violating community standards. All this massive censorship that's going on. And the Republicans will censor when they have a chance, but they haven't had much of a chance lately because the Democrats have been censoring uh, 10 times, 100 times, 1,000 times more. <laughs> so, so the Republicans have hardly had, had a chance to censor <laughs> lately. So that's why you're allowed to have uh, women getting, you know, raped by uh, uh, chainsaws on YouTube. But... Uh, but you can't give an alternate um, viewpoint. You can't, t you're not allowed to tell the truth about the flu. So that's where we are now. Uh, raping women with chainsaws is fantastic according to uh, those guys, according to big tech, but uh, telling the truth about, um, about the flu or telling the truth about um, religion or whatever is uh, 
is, is extremely censored. It's worse than 1950, the censorship. And, uh, of course, they uncensor unpopular speech. But what's the most important speech that pe most people need to know is the unpopular speech? I mean, if it's if something that everybody already knows and everybody already agrees with, uh, how valuable is that? The things that are valuable are things that people don't know or they don't... Um, agree with or understand and anyone who's been to college even a, a liberal college conservative college moderate college religious or non uh, you know independent or completely unbiased college if there is such a thing uh, almost 100% of them agree that you get you achieve the truth by hearing all points of view uh, and if you're not hearing all points of view, then you know you're not achieving the truth. So that type of censorship that actually goes after different points of view is the worst. That's the most insidious, uh, destructive for society. Uh, that's, is a, that's a major, major problem that society has that needs to be fixed immediately. So everybody that listens to me, most of them agree, but... Some people are like, well, you know, I'm busy doing something else. Well, we all need to be working on free speech because when you don't have... Uh, 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 when we study America and freedom and liberty and society, it's all based, it's all based on the number one issue, which is uh, freedom and free speech, free enterprise. Um diversity and when you talk about diversity you got to include diversity of opinions in that diversity as a gay man I know uh, not all gay people understand diversity <laughs> there's gay men who think that they need diversity they need they need acceptance but then they're uh, you know they're uh, racist so I don't know if you're thinking uh, how can you be, you know, oppressed and still want to oppress other people? Martin Luther King made that clear. He made that abundantly clear. I'm just, that's what he drilled home over and over and over. Is uh, none of us are free until we're all free. None of us are. Um, equal until we're all equal. And we need to be treated as equals, whether you're rich, poor, or middle class. That's one of the biggest things that I just talked about is when you, tr when you separate them, like LAPD does. Even on their paperwork it says, this, is this a rich, famous person? Mark this box so they can get the rich, famous person treatment. So I've seen that myself on the LAPD form if you're reporting a crime like when we were reporting Drew Donovan, the con artist. It lists like 10 or 20 different things. Uh, was a victim a rich or famous person? Was a perpetrator a rich and famous person? Because they got to be treated special. Now they make up an excuse. Well, of course they have to be treated special. They're rich and famous. 
Uh, of course we have to separate people in jail according to their color or religion or creed or gang. It just wouldn't work otherwise. Well, guess what? You do the opposite. You treat them like humans and it works even better. When you don't separate them, <coughs> when you're not racist, it works even better. <coughs> uh, let's see, what else? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So that's what we do uh, daily in our daily real estate rituals. Uh, thanks for listening to our LA Loft blog, our audio podcast about that evil doer, Mr. Drew Donovan, the evil, unethical thief. The thief, Drew Donovan, otherwise known, a.k.a. Uh, Andrew Christian Donovan, was that it? A.K.A. James Jameson, whatever his name was. James Jacobs, Jimmy Jacobs. I know it's not Jimmy Jasmine. (laughs) Jimmy Jasmine's my friend who lives in L.A., brilliant musician and artist. Uh, So anyway, thanks for listening. As I mentioned earlier, a property information packet is available on any loft, condo, or house. Or we will arrange for a private preview for you. Just call 213-880-9910. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for joining me on my daily stroll with uh, Whoopi Puppy. And while we talk about the topics, the real estate topics of the day, thanks again. You take care. Bye-bye.